Luke's Gospel tells us that Jesus prayed at particular times and in various locations, always with an intentionality and a purpose. And so can we. Welcome, friends. This is Padre's Cafe. It's Ground and Found. So like Jesus, we too can be ground and found through our life of prayer. Prayer is meant to be the safest emotional place on earth. It's where we come into real genuine honesty, vulnerability with God our Heavenly Father who loves us. And if more of our contemporaries would just discover that, that Jesus loves us, Jesus wants us to be our friends, that the Holy Spirit is our advocate, he's always pleading our cause, I think we live in a much different world, but it does begin with us. It does begin with us by wanting to imitate uh, the example of Jesus in the gospel, who himself spends considerable amounts of time in prayer, in communion, in dialogue with his heavenly father, our father, my father, your father, who again, who loves us, and we can learn from his example. You recall the story in Luke's Gospel where Jesus visited with Mary and Martha. And of course, Martha is complaining that she's been left to do all the work by herself. She's having her own little pity party there, complaining about things. And Mary, Jesus says, has chosen the better part, and it is not to be taken away from her. Mary has chosen to sit at the feet of Jesus. She is in prayer. She's in dialogue. She's in communion with the Lord doesn't mean that Mary never again has to do any work, any chores around the house, uh, certainly not. But the, cho the choice that she has made to spend time with the Lord is one that we too can also imitate. Will I spend time with the Lord? Do I carve out time in my day, every day, to spend time with Jesus in dialogue, communion with him, he with me, at a particular time, a particular place, etc., uh, learning from his example? So, time for a little coffee here, because this is Padre's Cafe. I'm the Padre, it's my cafe, and it's time to get ground and found <laughs> with the Lord. Uh, the answer is yes, by the way. You're probably asking yourself, did Father Allen get a haircut? I got a haircut. <laughs> I, got, I found my scissors. <laughs> I found my way to the barbershop and got... <laughs> My hair got, my hair got ground up. Anyway, okay, so we're talking about Jesus here. We're not talking about me. We're talking about prayer. And Jesus, same as us, we, we, he comes to know who he is through prayer. And we can come to know who we are through prayer. Recall that Jesus, on the day he was baptized, he was at prayer. And the gospel says, heaven opened up. And the Lord heard a voice, the voice of his father, say to him, You are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. And I spoke in an earlier episode about how Jesus was in a relationship with his father at prayer. And it's then he is confirmed, strengthened in his identity. And you recall right after this scene in Luke's gospel, Jesus is led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness where he is tempted for 40 days. And then after that, he begins his public ministry. So the, the lesson for you and for me is that when we are in prayer, we are in relationship with our Heavenly Father. He tells us who we are. 
The world doesn't tell us who we are. You don't tell me who I am. I don't tell you who you are. The Lord tells us who we are. We are his beloved daughters and sons of God. So I know my identity. And then he sends me out in my identity on the particular mission that is mine to occupy that place on the front lines of the new evangelization that he wants me to occupy and cooperate uh, with his grace. But it begins by being in relationship, the, the acronym R-I-M, relationship, identity, and mission. Prayer is being in relationship with the Lord of the universe who loves us crazily, if that's even a word, crazily in love with us. And we must want to spend time with him, desire to spend time with him. It's not something I should do, it's something I want to do, it's something I desire uh, to do. And as I said at the beginning, Jesus prayed at different times and different locations, and I want to mention a few references in Luke's Gospel to this. First of all, we're told that Jesus made his way to a lonely place. Now, this is not a place of isolation. Isolation is basically, I go to my room, I close the door, I shut myself off from the brothers in my house, I shut myself off from the world. The message is clear. Just get lost. Leave me alone. I'm, I'm, I'm totally isolated and I want to be alone. Don't bother me. But that's not what Jesus was doing in going to this lonely place. He was entering into solitude. Solitude is that I am making myself available to another, the other being God. Yes, I am alone. Yes, I'm in a quiet place. Yes, I have perhaps even closed the door so I can have some, some quiet, maybe even some privacy in the house or in the chapel, etc., where I am. But I'm available to the Lord. I've not shut myself off from Him. And I'm opening my heart open my ears, open my mind to be in connection with the Lord. So isolation is not the same thing as solitude. Jesus is in solitude with his heavenly Father. And likewise, Luke also records that Jesus goes off to a deserted place and pray. Same thing. Later on in Luke's Gospel, he tells us that Jesus went onto the mountain to pray again, and he spent the whole night in prayer. And that speaks about the importance of having a specific time in our day for prayer. Personally, myself, I pray better in the morning, first thing in the morning. It might be that I'm getting older and I'm getting up earlier in the morning, but I appreciate getting up early in the morning. The house where I live is, is, is quiet. The other brothers are also at prayer. The neighborhood's quiet. The sun hasn't come up yet. What part or time of the day is most conducive to you? I, my encouragement is to consider doing it in the morning, first thing in the morning. Uh, you might say, well, I'm not a morning person. Well, what Father Bob Bedard would say to that is, well, become one. <laughs> become a morning person. Ask the Lord to give you the grace to get up. But of course, it means if I want to get up early, I, I can't be staying up too late at night. I can't do can't do both. I make a decision to go to bed early so that I can indeed wake up early in the morning and, and spend some quality time with the Lord before the duties and obligations of my day begin. 
On the last days before the Passion, Luke says that Jesus spent the whole night in the open and on the hill called the Mount of Olives. So do I, again, an imitation of Jesus, do I search out, do I find a place? Maybe it's in a particular room in my house or maybe even in my bedroom. Or maybe I have access to my local parish. Maybe I have access to an adoration chapel, which is like ideal. Like ideally, and I appreciate the fact that it's not always possible or even, even possible in some cases, but to spend time in prayer before Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament, whether he's exposed in the, monstrance, in the monstrance or reserved in the tabernacle, to spend time with Jesus, looking upon him who is love and allowing him to look upon us with the love that he has for us. And then on Holy Thursday, Luke records that Jesus knelt down and prayed. So it talks about adopting a particular posture for prayer, whether it is kneeling down, whether it's sitting in a comfortable chair, or whether even it's prostrating oneself before the Lord. Father Bob Bedar, he would begin his day by literally putting his head to the ground before the Lord Jesus in pleading for his continued grace, mercy, love, power, peace, wanted to be just infused uh, with the Lord's grace. But we can do the same thing. Don't necessarily need to be in a chapel to do that. Or maybe even it's a place outdoors. Maybe you find that nature is very uh, conducive for you. It stirs up in your heart uh, an awareness of, of God. So God, God has given us this incredible opportunity in our life now to have these occasions, we just can take advantage of them. Now, again, I appreciate the fact that your schedules may not allow for an extended period of time of prayer, but just get creative. Maybe it's even a praying in the car on the way to work, turning off the radio and just being present to the promptings and inspirations of the Lord in your heart. There are certainly prayers we memorized, prayers that we participate in, such as Liturgy of the Hours or the Rosary, or even the most ideal prayer, the highest prayer, of course, which is the celebration of the Eucharist, certainly on Sunday, and maybe if we're able to get to Mass one day uh, during the week. But to see these times, these places, these postures that we adopt, really as gifts from the Lord, because He wants us to know how to pray. He taught us how to pray. He wants us to be in union with Himself. The Lord Jesus changed through prayer. Luke says that when it came time to the transfiguration, that his, his face was changed. His clothes also became dazzling white. And what this speaks to us about is that when we are in such profound, intimate union with the Lord, people can recognize the difference. Think of people who are head over heels in love. They have a particular glow about themselves, so kind of like this, kind of this visual, visible giddiness, even excitement. You, you know something. Wow, what's what's going on in your life? Like you look really happy. Somebody who is very much at peace, somebody who is in serenity. You can tell even by looking at their eyes. <laughs> looking at their eyes, because the eyes are the window of the soul. But if someone is not so if someone is really weighed down and burdened and, and sad, etc., you can tell that as well. 
The important thing is we just keep coming before the Lord as we are. Okay, the Lord is just head over heels in love with us. He's so grateful for the time that we dedicate to welcoming him into our life. And it is about progress, okay, not perfection. Maybe at this point in your spiritual development, 10 minutes of quiet prayer is all you can handle before the, the monkeys start banging on the gates <laughs> in our brain. Okay, start there. And then you fire the monkeys and get a whole another troop of people into your life, the Holy Trinity, uh, the Father, Son, and, and Holy Spirit, and begin to make some progress. Okay, progress and not perfection. Luke also records that Jesus was so ground in prayer that his sweat fell to the ground like drops of blood, but not ground in order to be pulverized or, or crushed or destroyed, as I've been saying throughout this uh, series, uh, Ground and Found from Padre's uh, Cafe here, that we allow the Lord to grind us, that is to, to break us open in a loving way, to, to break open our hearts, to cooperate with his movement, his grace, so that we can really find ourselves, first of all, in him, but also, and more importantly, to find that particular mission that he has for us. We're called to be a missionary people. And the, the energy, the strength, the grace that I need to fulfill the mission, the task that is mine from the Lord, I get that from my union with him. If I'm not praying, if I'm not staying connected with the Lord, every single day, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to last. I, I, I can't do this on my own. I cannot overcome myself. Romans chapter 7, why do I so easily do what I don't want to do and have a hard time doing what I need to do? Who is going to save me? Praise be to God through Jesus Christ. I need a Savior and his name is Jesus. So I need to stay connected with the Lord. He's the gasoline. He's the, he's the diesel I, I put in my spiritual tank to give me the energy, the grace, the strength, the, the wherewithal to be available to him and to continually ask him in prayer, Lord, what would you have me do? Jesus wants us to know how to pray. And he taught us how to pray. The disciples said to him, Lord, teach us how to pray. And Jesus, in Luke's gospel, teaches us the Our Father. So again, if you're new to the spiritual life, if you're making steady, incremental progress, praise God for that. It's pure gift. Maybe even just say the Our Father. And just to meditate on each word in the Our Father. Or a phrase or a sentence at a time in the Our Father. And allow the Lord to speak to our hearts through those words that are really timeless. So, do you want to know how to pray? Just pray the Our Father. That's what Jesus taught us and he he speaks to us about the the value and the importance of staying awake and being available why are you asleep he said to the disciples get up and pray not to be put to the test so it's the decision getting up in the morning being available to the lord praying every day is a decision it is an act of the will it's a cooperation with the lord he will inspire us he will prompt us, he will direct us, but ultimately we need to do it. We need to get out of bed, 
We need to get to the chapel. We need to get to church. We need to get to our prayer corner in our house. We need, we need to do what we need to do, knowing that the Lord will certainly meet us more than halfway there. And it's the Holy Spirit who will also give us his grace to convict us of the need to spend time in prayer. How much more, Jesus said, will our Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those of us who ask him? And so we're asking right now, like through the medium of this social media platform, I'm just asking that the Holy Spirit would just come right down in a powerful new way in each of our hearts right at this moment. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in each of us, Lord, the fire of your love. And the Lord said, I have fire to bring to the earth and how I wish it were already ablaze, right? This, this passion with this conviction and appetite. That's a good way to understand it. An appetite, like a desire, like I want. I want to be praying with Jesus. I want to find time in my day to pray. I want to find time. And if I don't pray on a particular day, I can tell. Like it's like someone's tied an arm behind my back or someone's you know, tied both my feet together. It just doesn't go all that well. And I'm running out, running out of gas, right? I'm trying to run on Alan's gas. You know, Alan's gas ain't very good, right? <laughs> Doesn't sound very good. But anyway, so I need, I, need, oh, I need the Lord's grace. I think I've got my hair cut and some more oxygen's getting to my brain. <laughs> anyway, prayer. Prayer is about time. Prayer is about location. Prayer is about posture. Prayer is about method and prayer is about a result, always drawing ourselves closer to the Lord. Now, on a previous episode, I did speak to you about prayer. I can't remember whether it's with sipping on the Sabbath or a particular video I did uh, on prayer. Regardless, I'm gonna talk to, about it again. So as you're hearing this for the first time, right on. If you hear this for the second time, well, there's still something more uh, we can learn, and today is, is a new day. And the method of prayer that I try to employ in my own life is acknowledge, relate, receive, and respond. A-R-R-R. R. Acknowledge, relate, receive, and, and respond. And I want to illustrate this method of prayer by using the example of our Blessed Mother at the Annunciation in Luke's Gospel, and also the call of Ananias in the Acts of the Apostles. The book of the Acts of the Apostles, Life of the Early Church, is also authored by Luke. And he, Ananias, was called by the Lord to go and minister to Saul, who had his Damascus Road experience. But let's start with our Blessed Mother. So, our Blessed Mother, you know the story, the Archangel Gabriel appears to her, invites her to be the Mother of God. She ponders this, etc. She questions, she has a dialogue with the angel. Ultimately, she comes to her decision. But we see in her conversation with the Archangel Gabriel and her own consideration, A-R-R-R. First of all, acknowledge. She says that or the gospel rather says 
that Mary was troubled by this saying and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Acknowledge. So the first step in my prayer time is I acknowledge what's going on in my life. Am I at peace? Am I anxious? Am I questioning? Am I wondering? Am I pondering? Am I restless? Am I irritable? Am I discontent? Am I at peace? Am I serene? What, except what is going on? Right? Even the surroundings that I'm in. I acknowledge the fact that I'm in church. I acknowledge the fact that I'm in my room. I acknowledge the fact that I have a cup of coffee in my hand. All these things, I acknowledge them. I kind of root myself in the reality of what's going on where I am. The second step of this is that we relate. And Mary, in her relating to the Archangel Gabriel, says, how can this be, since I have no husband? And so we, in our prayer time, we relate to God what's going on in our life. Do I have questions? Do I have worries? What am I going to be doing in that particular day? What am I still carrying over from yesterday? Where do I need clarification? Where do I need an answer, etc.? What like relate to the Lord? Like he knows anyway, but he wants us to communicate with him. Jesus likes the sound of our voice. I hope we sometimes don't like the sound of our own voice, especially when we hear it on an audio or video recording. But Jesus likes the sound of our voice. And so relating to him what's going on in our life because Jesus again is our friend and when we talk to our friends we relate to each other as as to what's going on in our life the third part of this is to receive and so Mary receives a clarification from the Archangel Gabriel the Holy Spirit will come upon you oh oh okay so that's how it's going to happen now that's not recorded in Luke's gospel. <laughs> this is kind of the Alan McDonald translation of scripture, a little more casual. Anyway, but we receive from the Lord and he may stir up in us a scripture passage, uh, a memory, uh, an inspiration uh, to perform a certain act of hospitality or charity or reconciliation, evening, even. He may have a word that challenges us. He may have a word that, that calms our hearts. We just receive from the Lord whatever it is he offers to us. Again, understanding that whatever the Lord, wherever and however he ministers to us, it's always for our good. I meet people say, Lord, the Lord is not answering my prayer. He's not giving me what I want. Well, if the Lord doesn't provide something, it's his protection. If he does provide something and allows for something, it is his providence. So acknowledge, relate, receive, and then I respond. And Mary's response is, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, let it be done to me according to thy word. That's her response. And our response in prayer could be, Lord, I will do this. Lord, I will go and find my Bible and I will find this particular scripture passage. Lord, I will make a particular amends uh, to this person today. Lord, I will pray and cooperate with your grace so I'm in a better mood today at work. Whatever it is, again, our response, we need to cooperate. It's an act of the will. The second example is that of Ananias. 
and this is in, in the Acts of the Apostles. And Ananias, his, first of all, his acknowledgement, he hears the Lord calling him, and he simply says, here I am. So I acknowledge the fact that the Lord has inspired me, has called me, is initiating something in my life, and I say, here I am. As I've said so many times before, half our job in the spiritual life is just showing up. Lord, here I am. What is it that you would have me do? So he acknowledges. And then he relates to the Lord because the Lord says, I want you to go and talk to Saul. Now Saul, as I said earlier, had his Damascus Road experience. He's blind. Um, this is the guy who is going to become Paul, but he's not Paul yet. And so Ananias relates to the Lord. Lord, I have heard of this man, how much evil he has done. Modern Alan McDonald <laughs> translation is, uh, Lord, uh, are you serious? Uh, this is the guy that's going around killing Christians and you want me to talk to him? Uh, you sure about this? Like, ugh, like, I don't know if I want to get too close to this guy because this, uh, he just relates that to the Lord <laughs> in his own way, right? And we too, in our prayer time, can relate what's going on in our life to the Lord. Lord, I'm at my wit's end. Lord, I don't know what to do. Lord, I don't want to do this. Lord, I'm really struggling right now. Lord, I need your help. Lord, just will you please just go ahead of me and just deal with this issue? <laughs> Whatever it is, you know, it's it, I, I, I'm not, I don't intentionally want to make light of all this, but it's just, it's just that really, it's this, it's this opportunities that we have to really just be honest with the Lord, just relate to him what's going on in our, in our life, truly, honestly, just, just knock away this notion that we have to come before the Lord all perfect, you know, perfectly dressed, perfectly, you know, quaffed hair, <laughs> whatever. No, just come before the Lord just as we are. He's just so head over heels in love with us. And the time that we spend with him, he's very um, thankful for and does make himself available to us, right? So, so Ananias acknowledges, he relates, and then he receives the clarification from the Lord. This guy... This man, Saul, who will become Paul, he's the one that I have chosen. He's the one that I have chosen to carry my name. Oh, and the Ninus says, modern day translation. Oh, okay, so, and that helps and the Ninus to calm down, right? Uh, this is why the Lord's asking me to do this. Now I have a greater understanding or a greater appreciation. Understanding fully? No. Will we ever truly understand fully what the Lord is asking us to do? Probably not. But that's okay because again, if the Lord's asking us to do something, it's ultimately for our good and it's ultimately part of the plan that we can cooperate with in bringing as many people as possible into an encounter with Jesus that will indeed change their life because as we have encountered Jesus, our life has changed. So Ananias acknowledges, relates, receives, and then he responds. The Acts of the Apostles says that Ananias departed, he entered the house, and laid his hands on Saul. He ministered to him, 
And Saul regained his sight. Saul was then baptized. Saul was then entered into fully communion with the Lord, the community, and then went on to be this super-duper uh, dynamic uh, preacher, uh, evangelist, uh, minister to the Gentiles. It began with Ananias saying, Lord, I will do what you're asking me to do. Mary and Ananias were not afraid to ask the Lord questions. They're not afraid to engage in a dialogue with the Lord. Now, how long this process took, whether it be the, the Annunciation or whether it be Ananias' decision to cooperate, I don't know. Of course, for brevity, it's kept uh, quick, uh, soon. Uh, it's not a long time uh, indicated anyway in, in Scripture. But the thing is, they heard, they responded, they went, they gave their yes. And that is what you and I are also called to do, uh, to give uh, the Lord our yes every day. So we come before the Lord each day. We acknowledge what's going on in our life. We relate to him the circumstances of our life. We receive his promptings, his inspirations, and we respond with an act of the will by cooperating with what he's calling us to do. Again, if you're new, if you're just coming back to the faith, Praise God for that, your evidence to me anyway, that the Lord is definitely at work. Start somewhere and make progress, not perfection. We can do nothing perfectly because I'll speak for myself, I'm not God and I'm okay with that. <laughs> so let us pray. So Lord Jesus, we do thank you for the gift of each day, Lord, that you offer us each opportunity, Lord Jesus, that you inspire and stir up in our heart a desire to spend time with you in prayer. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you would just increase this desire. Send forth your Holy Spirit right now, Lord Jesus, into each of our hearts that we would have a burning passion, burning appetite to spend time each day in prayer, Lord Jesus. We want to acknowledge, Lord Jesus, what's going on in our life. We want to relate it to you, Jesus want to receive your word, and who want to respond. And so I pray, Lord, that you would help my brothers and sisters and me continue to grow in the spiritual life. We thank you, Jesus, that you are indeed at work, that you're sending your people, calling your people back to yourself. We pray especially, Lord, for that one person listening here today or watching this video who is carrying a very heavy burden, that you would speak gently to their heart, Give them the grace, Lord Jesus, the willingness to surrender it over uh, to you. May they find new life in you, Jesus. Send forth into their life, Lord, a Simon of Cyrene who will help them to carry this cross for the salvation of the world. We pray, Lord Jesus, for continued peace in the world, all the areas of the world, Lord, where there is conflict, war, and division. Peace in the world, Jesus, beginning with peace in our own hearts. And so if we are anyway, Lord Jesus, affected by conflict or division, unforgiveness, resentment, fear, jealousy, suspicion, envy, anything, Lord, in our heart that's not of you, we pray, Lord Jesus, at this very moment, you would just pull it out and replace it, Jesus. Replace it with your serenity and your peace and your love, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your mercy, Jesus. We pray, Lord Jesus, for anyone listening here who has been away from you in confession for a long time, 
that you would gently speak to their heart, just bat away, Lord, any, any just remorse, any embarrassment, any shame, Lord, that would keep them from responding to your promptings uh, to receive your forgiveness in the sacrament of confession and to hear you say to them through the ministry of your priests, your sins are forgiven, go in peace. Mother Mary and St. Joseph, please pray for us. Amen. Okay, well, there you go. Well, this is actually the last episode of our Ground and Found series for Lent, going through the Gospel of Luke. So thank you very much for journeying with me. I hope you have enjoyed it. I certainly have enjoyed presenting it. Uh, I would appreciate if you could tell others about it, uh, share these videos on your own social media platforms. If you are new to this channel, please subscribe. We're over 700 subscribers, praise God. And I have a goal of, by the grace of God, one day at a time, trying to get a thousand subscribers by the anniversary of my ordination to the priesthood, which is on the 14th of May, It'll be 28 years this year, one day at a time. My ministry does depend upon your spiritual and temporal uh, donations and help. So please continue to pray for me as I uh, pray for you. And if you can uh, make a donation to this ministry, I would very much appreciate it. There'll be some indication at the end of this video on how you can uh, do that. In the meantime, stay caffeinated. And remember that when we're powerless, that's when we're strong and victory is indeed gained through surrender. And next week, we'll get back to our regular scheduled programming with our weekly Sipping on the Sabbath videos. In the meantime, may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Bye-bye.